And I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. Very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. Coming up, we have the return of the dead pet of the week. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we've also got creepy grandmas for days. Remember, we briefly talked about <laughs> doing the dead grandma of the dead week? Dead grandma of the week. <laughs> That'd be a fun theme song to try to hammer out. I feel like we're going to hell just for laughing at that. I know. I'm sorry to all the grandmas. I know. I'm sorry, Granny. Don't forget, follow us on all of our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We post stuff there daily. Also, you want to check out hauntedaf.com. And remember to order all your Haunted AF merch early in time for the holidays. That way, if you have a spooky friend you want to send one of our adorable coffee mugs to, you'll get it in time for Christmas. And all the little stickers. I mean, of course, we want you to buy the t-shirts and the hoodies and everything, but there's cheap stuff on there, too. Absolutely. And listen, the well's getting pretty dry, so send your scary stories to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. We need a little variety, especially if it's one of those nutso ones. You're like, I don't even know if this would count. Yes, please send that to us. We take written, recorded, audio, and video, and we do have some rules you need to follow. It needs to be an actual experience, not just something you sensed. Uh, mm-hmm. Please do not write out your story and then read it to us because it sounds like a book report and here's another rule please do not use a scary voice Uh, (laughs) can you explain that um we have gotten stories where someone will be like and then i turn the corner (laughs) don't do that believe it or not the stories are actually scarier if you just use your regular speaking voice normal um and if you do send a story using a scary voice we're gonna play it just so we can pick on you okay okay so rebecca at least we're honest and upfront about that yeah so something crazy happened to rebecca yesterday Okay, you know how we keep hearing from fan after fan after fan that the uh, podcast is making their house haunted? Yes. Okay, it is a fact. Freaking Haunted AF is making us haunted. Wait, you're just now figuring that out. (laughs) No, like, I mean, this is because this is the first time that it has really happened. Like, I've heard people say stuff, you know, we hear it all the time. Oh, I was listening to Haunted AF in the car, blah, blah, blah. A legit experience happened in my vehicle yesterday when I was listening to the most recent episode of Haunted AF. Uh And we get to the interview talking to the guy from the Holzer file. Dave Schrader, yeah. Yeah, thank you. And I'm not joking. So it's playing through my speakers in the car, right? My phone is nowhere near me. It's in the cup holder. I am not touching the touchscreen of my vehicle and I am driving along and as soon as he starts telling his ghost story, it starts going crazy. He speeds up, then he slows down into slow motion and then it goes into full-blown gibberish. (laughs) I am not even joking with you. And then the next thing I know, it has skipped to the end and we're like, goodbye. And I was like, I didn't hear any of his story. Oh. What the hell 
happened? Dave Schrader's got to be haunted as f- too. Because think That's about it. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Or maybe something was with him while he was telling that story. But I, I have never experienced anything that like that in my life. To the point where I pulled over in a grocery store parking lot to turn it off and text you. Yes, you texted <laughs> me. You're like, oh my God, we are totally haunted. So wait, okay. So you could still hear his voice, but it was almost like somebody had slowed down the audio and then sped it up? Yeah, so first it's speeding up where it is like where like I can still hear him talking but I can't understand a word that he's saying right and then it slows way down right and then it stops again and then it is like almost as if he's speaking like backwards like somebody's playing a record backwards and it's like and then he's like bye bye that had to scare scare the shit out of you daylight outside it's like 11 o'clock in the morning i'm like holy hell what just happened in this car i sent a message to dave schrader and told him what happened and said what is going on have you ever heard of something like this because i legit have no idea what happened i love it well okay let's see if dave schrader writes back i mean i just messaged him on facebook it's not like we're pals like drunk texting each other or anything like that but so hopefully he'll get back in touch and uh, tell us what the hell happened. That is so... I know! Ugh. Okay, so you ready to get into the stories? Yeah, I'm ready, girl. All right, this one comes from Alex. All right. Hello, Julie. Hello, Rebecca. My name is Alex. I am from St. Louis, Missouri. And I'm finally uh, sending you my story. So, as a kid growing up, uh, we had a pretty big house. The basement of this house, the house was built in the 30s, so the basement was, was more like a cellar. Than anything not a lot of light got down in this basement at all it was pretty dark all the time so dark that my mom actually uh with my dad's help made a dark room for herself down there to uh develop her own photos she was a photographer to say the least this basement was not the most fun place to hang out and i, I remember going down there and just hearing my voice being whispered well it didn't scare me because the voice wasn't threatening it, it didn't sound like you know, something evil that was trying to get me. It was just like, you know, Alex. And that was it. And this happened more than one time. So, upstairs in my room, which was the tiniest room in the house, every night from about, I don't know, as early as I can remember, to 13, I guess, I would go to bed and see orbs uh, just like floating around my room, like all over my room, on my bed, just in my face and everything. I remember one time calling my dad into my bedroom and saying, yo, did you see that? And he's like, what? And I'm like, those. And I'm like pointing to my bed. He's like, I don't see anything. Like, what are you talking about, bro? (laughs) So (laughs) that was the last time I mentioned that to him or anybody else. But um, there were three other instances where I'd be sleeping and I wake up to a dark, shadowy figure just on my bed at my feet perched like a eagle or something uh it had wings it definitely looked like a demon and i remember one time where i was like trying to yell my mom and dad's name and it just nothing came out of my mouth it was just like barely a whisper and i remember looking back at the thing and it just shaking his head left to right like no and i'm like uh okay this is crazy <laughs> so uh just closed my eyes and i woke up and it was over and that happened one more time. Um, and then this 
this last time I remember, I remember just being in my bed and seeing all this this crap again, just just orbs and all kinds of things in my room, right? So uh, I felt like there was something under my bed. I don't know. Something just said you should definitely look over the side of your bed and see if there's anything there. So I'm I look over the side of my bed, and I kid you not, as I'm like you know peering over the top of my bed, I see a head coming out from under my bed but you know they're they're on their back it's on its back looking at me and i'm like holy shit. like it looked like a uh cat or something like that but it definitely was like not that you know so i peer over and at the same time simultaneously like the head's coming out from under the bed and then i just move my head back slowly and at the same time it does the same thing and i just remember thinking like what the hell is going on like what the (laughs) so that night ended and i don't really have any recollection of anything else like that happening in my life period but during that time living in that house all kinds of crazy stuff in my room at night. And in that basement, you know, whispers of my name. It was crazy. So anyway, that's all I got. Love the show. You guys are awesome. And keep it up. Uh. Okay, I have a quick question. He said he saw something at the end of his bed. Did he say it was like a weasel with wings? No, an eagle. An eagle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, maybe that's the Jersey Devil thing that we've been hearing about. No, he said it was like an eagle. But the thing that gets me is the cat man under his bed. Because I read yes. back and I was like, did you say it had the face of a cat? And he said, yes. This just blows my mind so hard. And I feel like the whole age thing plays into it a little bit how everything stops at a certain point but the orbs like I remember one of my girlfriends telling me how she would see orbs when she was a kid and one time her Uh mom came into the room and she's like mom what is all this stuff and her mother couldn't see it oh Oh, that's freaky Alex if you're listening I forgot to ask you please send us a picture of this house I gotta see what this place looks like here's a quick one from Tony I was around 12 years old when this happened one day I opened the door to the basement heading down to my bedroom when I saw a young guy around 18 years old looking up at me. He wasn't scary or anything, just kind of weird. He was dressed in 60s era clothing too, so I told my mom about it. She was like, oh, that's Michael. I went to high school with him and we were in love. He ended up going to Vietnam and was killed there. She was so matter of fact about it. It was like she had seen him many times before. Which is kind of sweet and romantic. Yeah. But then at the same time, like when exactly is Michael showing up? Like hopefully he's not showing up when you're like in the bathroom or fooling around with somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, because then he would get really jealous probably and mad. Yeah. Okay. This one comes from Brian in Louisiana who says, in 2009, my now ex-wife and I had moved into a house with our two-year-old daughter. It started with small things like he and phones would be moved or the washing machine lid would open when we were pretty sure it was closed. But then it got wild. One morning I woke up and I could hear my wife and daughter talking on the baby monitor. Now Brian Mm -hmm. says he had just returned from a trip and he had driven overnight to get home. So he's excited to see them. So he jumps out of bed and runs into the room to say hi, but he finds it empty. It ends up mom and daughter were already gone for the day. He says, I felt chills all over my body. Another night I was taking a long soak in the tub when I heard someone walk into the bedroom. I opened my eyes and saw a man standing in the doorway dressed in what looked like old sharecropper clothes. The final straw that led us to move, though, was when my two-year-old daughter started talking about Tata. My ex asked her, who's Tata? And without missing a beat, my daughter stood up and said, him, while pointing into an empty hallway. And again, that Aww. one come, 
comes from Brian. Why? Why children? All right. This one comes from Myra. Hi, Dilly and Rebecca. This is Myra from Kentucky. I was calling to let you know, I think um, you gave my mom a ghost. She was in the shower today and she was listening to the podcast. And it was the one where you interviewed a woman who had worked for, I believe, Letterman. And she said that all of a sudden, the knob that turns the shower on went down and the hot water knob was off, like it had turned off. And it's one of those that you have to turn the knobs. It's not like one handle that turns the shower off and on. And she was so shaky and she called me. She said, I'm never listening to this podcast again when I'm in the shower. I asked her if she was going to keep listening. And she said, of course, just not when I'm in the shower anymore. Love the podcast. Bye. Thank you, Myra's oh, thank mom. Oh, goodness. I thank know. goodness. Yeah, and sorry for messing with you when you were in the shower. So we got this one from Isabel, and she says, my first time experiencing anything paranormal was in my apartment at the age of four. I was playing with some toys on the carpet, including a Valentine's Day balloon that we had just purchased at the grocery store. And it was one of those small ones on a plastic stick that was shaped like a heart. As I was playing with my doll, it lifted into the air two feet in front of me and turned about 180 degrees before landing back down on the ground. Of course, I immediately ran to my mom in the living room and told her all about it. She didn't seem too surprised and instead made me go back in the room and tell whatever was there that they had made me uncomfortable and that they shouldn't do that again. She also told me if I ever wanted them to leave, I should tell them to do so which is something that I've remembered to this day. Which is great advice. That is excellent advice. Tell them to stop, tell them they're not wanted, and tell them to get out. And we've had people say, like, uh, I'm worried it's going to anger them or something. Right. Um, You don't have to be mean. Just be firm. Just be firm, yeah. Maybe they just don't know that they're dead. That's what I assume. Okay, so we got a note from Josh in Bardstown, Kentucky. He's the one who has the haunted farmhouse. We got all those great stories from him. So he says, I just listened to the past few episodes. They sound great. So glad you guys were able to use my story. Wanted to follow up and say, I haven't forgotten my promise to get some pictures. Just haven't made it down there yet, but I will soon. Also, I understand that there's a listener nearby who wants to see the house and maybe do an investigation. I'd be more than happy to provide my contact info to them and meet up if they want to. Let me know. Thanks, Josh. Are we turning into like a real paranormal tender now? Yeah, totally are. (laughs) What if they got together and like fell in love or something? (gasps) Oh my gosh. I know. But what if she like killed him and put him in a freezer and then we might be like responsible? That thought did cross my mind and we'll just sign a waiver. It'll be fine. That makes me feel better. I'm like, am I that morbid that I'm the only person who would think that? Uh Uh-uh, not at all. Guess what time it is, Rebecca? (laughs) Yay! Dead pet of the week. That is from James Matthews, and James has a haunted flat in the UK. This week's story comes from Carrie. Hi, Julie and Rebecca. This is Carrie. I'm calling with a dead pet of the week story. My cat Conan passed away at the age of 18. I had had him since he was a kitten. In 2018, my parents both died. My mom in February, followed by my dad in November. And I had begged Conan because I could tell I didn't have many more months with him not to die in 2018. It would just, I don't think I could handle that loss. And in February of 2019, he did pass away. We had another cat, Lucy, and she and Conan, they got along, but they weren't the best of friends. So she was kind of excited to be the only cat. And one day, 
I was laying down with her just because she <laughs> liked to snuggle if you lay down. So I laid down so she could come on top of me and I was petting her. And out of the corner of my eye at the doorway, I could see Conan walk by. Now, I've had cats before and I know that after they pass away, you see them out of the corner of your eye. And I think that's just like a memory of like what you're used to seeing. But I knew it, that he was really there because Lucy turned and looked to where I had seen him him and got all puffy and then jumped down and went to that section and started smelling it. But that's not all. Another day, I had just got new cushions for our outside patio and they came in a giant box. And I, of course, saved the box for the cats because everyone knows cats love boxes. And I had it open so Lucy could go in and play with it. And I'm cleaning up the house and I hear a cat clawing the inside of the box. You know how they do with their claws and they just like pull on it. And I'm like, oh, she's playing in the box. And I come around and she's sitting outside of the box with the biggest eyes and the expression of like, what the heck? And the noise is still happening in the box. I froze because my mind just couldn't function like what is going on. And that was one of the craziest experiences with um, our dead pet. <laughs> I've seen Conan out of the corner of my eye a few more times, but nothing like that with the box. That was just crazy. Um, love you guys. Oh, thank you, Carrie. And thank you, Conan and Lucy. She sent us some pictures of the kitties as well. That was fantastic. Isn't that great? Like looking at yes. the box and you can hear the scratching going yes. on. Hey, give them the uh. email address again real quick. We do need more Dead Pet of the Week stories. It's always hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. You can do a voice memo, email, video. We will take everything. Absolutely. And we do want your Dead Pet of the Week theme songs, or we're just going to have to keep playing this one. I love that you left extra music on here just in case we oh, needed. I did. In case you wanted to like talk over it, and like ta- you know. <laughs> I meant to give a trigger warning for that, but for the record, we've gotten so many requests for Rebecca's screamo dead pet of the week song. So, oh, I don't know why it's so bad. So let's just move on to another story. How about that? <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> So this one comes from Ashley, and she says, I purchased my first house in Ohio with my three-year-old daughter. We had just moved in one night when I was upstairs watching TV in my bedroom when I saw a man walk down the hall headed to my daughter's room. She says, I quickly grabbed a candlestick, and in parentheses, that's all I could find. Good girl. Uh, Thinking, right, I know, thinking someone had broken in. I ran down the hall to my daughter's bedroom, but she was fast asleep in her top bunk, and no one was there. Weeks later, around midnight, I had just fallen asleep when I hear the door slam. The laundry room door was right below my bedroom, and when that door was slammed, I could feel it in my room. I always kept the laundry room door shut, so it really creeped me out, but the door slamming became kind of a regular thing. My friends told me to put a camera by the laundry room, but let's be honest, I didn't actually want to see it happening. Yeah, I don't blame you. uh, She goes on to say that one night I was about to climb into bed when I heard breath about three inches from my face. I just told myself it was the cars on a nearby highway and then went to sleep. So a few nights later, I go in to check on my daughter and saw that she had the covers over her head in bed. So I pulled them back and found that she was wide awake. But the first thing she asked me was, was the dog under the bed? I told her no. Why? And she told me she'd heard breathing down there. Oh, God. Ugh. 
Ashley goes on to say, I had three experiences of sleep paralysis while my daughter was out of town with her dad. That was the worst one of all. Each time they started the same way, I would hear an electrical sound like, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> it's like, she spelled that out for us, by the way. W-O-A-O-W. How would you say that? Wow, wow, wow. I think you nailed wow, it. Wow, 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 wow. wow, wow. wow. <laughs> He says, I was stiff. I was unable to move. I ended up selling the house to a man who later killed himself in the basement. Dude, right? Yeah. Okay, so this next one is a quickie. It comes from Crystal. She says, I was listening to one of your episodes and it reminded me of my dad's funeral. My dad didn't like the preacher who spoke that day. I'm not sure what his reasons were, but we all knew it. It was a pretty day, no breeze, just a blue sky. And while we were at the cemetery, this preacher starts singing. Well, then the wind started blowing. And so the preacher sang louder and then the wind got even louder. Now, I didn't say anything, but I started laughing when we got in the car. I was like, well, daddy always said he didn't like him. So he was just turning up the wind on him. Do you remember we had this story ages ago about the, yes. the woman at the grandma's funeral and the water kept getting dumped on the yes. rabbi? I love it. Okay, so this next story comes from Kayleen. Hello, my name is Kayleen. My boyfriend's house is fairly haunted. It was built by his parents. Nobody's ever lived in it besides him and his family. But apparently I've heard that this neighborhood is built on some sort of like old cemetery. One day I was down in our basement. Our basement is refinished. It's it's a whole apartment. So there's a bedroom, the bathroom, a kitchen, and a living room. So I was coming out of the bathroom and there was a recliner. Um, so I turned and I could see what looked like a man hunched over in the chair. And I was very confused because I was the only one home. And I thought at first that it was my boyfriend and said, what are you doing home already? I turned my head quick to look at my phone. When I looked back up, he was gone. And then my boyfriend got home and I told him about what had happened. I said there was a man hunched over in the chair, looked like he was like maybe tying his shoes. My boyfriend says to me, oh, yeah, that's the hunchback man. I'd never heard of this hunchback man. I didn't know that this was a thing. I had heard stories about his house being haunted, but never about this this hunchback man in the basement. There are many other ghosts that have been seen around the house. So we have tons of stories. So if you wanted to hear more of those, I would definitely be willing to share those with you. But thank you very much for listening to my story. Uh, thank you, Kayleen. And for the record, yes, yes, we always want more stories. We uh-huh. always want the yeah. stories. So two questions from this one. If someone is staying in your house, or living in the apartment in the basement, do you warn them about the hunchback man beforehand? I don't know. That's a good question. Part of me is like, no, because you want to see if it's real. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you want someone else to confirm that there is in fact a hunchback man in your basement. Right. And if you're shacking up with your boyfriends in the basement, they are clearly getting it either for free or low rent. Like, (laughs) is that a reason to move out or do you just muscle through it? Free is free. So muscle through, you know? Well, and that's us. We'd be like more ghosts, bring it on. (laughs) And then we got this ghost story from Joey who wanted to tell us about his grandma. Hey ladies, my name's Joey. I'm a big fan of the show and this is my ghost story. So we have a summer home in upstate New York that we bought from an Amish family in the early 70s. It already had a house on it, which was really creepy. When I was up there as a kid, there were really no other kids around. 
but I had my grandmother who would entertain me by playing cards with me. One morning, I was up early. She was always up early. And I guess I was rushing her along, but she had her regimen. She would get up, have her coffee, do her hair with the bobby pins and the blow dryer, put on makeup, all to go absolutely nowhere at the kitchen table to play cards with me. So one morning, I guess I'm rushing her along, and she kindly throws me out of her room and says, go downstairs, get things set up, and I'll be down to play. So... I go do that. About 10 minutes later, I'm in the kitchen, and she walks in from the far end of the kitchen, which was strange because I was seated within sight of the only staircase leading down from her room, and I didn't see her come down the stairs. But she comes in ready to go, and at first she just stands there at the far end, right? She has this angry, disgusted look on her face. It's weird because 10 minutes ago, she was not this upset, just a little perturbed at best. She gets around to saying that I need to let her in, which didn't make sense to me because we were both already inside. Then I gather that she's speaking figuratively, like, because she's pointing to my chest, and I'm like, oh, you mean, like, let me into your heart? Which I was a little offended by because I'm like, Grandma, you're like my best friend up here. I love you. You're already in my heart. I don't need to let you in. You're there. And she says, no, I'm not. I just need you to let me in. Again, I get a little offended. I'm like, I don't know why we're having this existential conversation to begin with. I get weirded out. I'm pretty confused. And at this time, my mom was converting to being a born-again Christian. I'm like, is this like what mom's talking about? Let Jesus in? And she says, no, I need you to let me in. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go hang out with mom in the mobile because this is weird. You're being weird. I'm just going to go. And she says, no, you're not. And I say, well, yes, I am. And you really can't stop me. And she refutes that. Eventually, she gets around to saying, well, I'm not your grandma, which is also completely confusing to 11-year-old me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Then who are you? You're like my aunt or something? And she says, no, I'm someone else. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go talk to mom about this. I go to leave and she comes at me. And she pushes me, and I fall back maybe like two feet into the chair that was already to my back. But before I know it, she's gone. She's not in front of me anymore. It's like two seconds later. But I turn around, and I'm on the ground floor, and she's directly outside the window to my back. And she's looking in and looking around all squirrely-like, and she's like grinding her teeth. And I'm like, Grandma, what's wrong with you? What the hell just happened? I'm like, are you okay? And she walks out of my line of sight, and I'm yelling her name. I'm like, Grandma. And 30 seconds later, my grandmother comes walking down down the staircase, still with the bobby pins in her hair, oh. and says, what's going on? I know that when it comes to demons, you have to willingly let them in to be possessed. So I guess it's a good thing that I was probably the densest attempted possession victim in the history of demonic possession. And after that day, I never saw the doppelganger again, at least that I'm aware of. Thanks, ladies. Love the show. Oh, this, oh my God. This story terrifies me. The no pity. Oh, this is the one that I lay awake in bed thinking about right now. Okay, so I wrote Joey back and I was like, yeah. Uh, we have so many questions. So a couple of things. He told his grandma when she came downstairs, he told her immediately what had just transpired. And she was already asking because she had heard him talking to someone. So she had heard it. So she immediately is taking him seriously, even though she says she thought it was his sister. So they yeah. go to the mom and they tell the mom what was going on. And the mom's mind is like blown. So he said for a period of time after that, they would not leave him alone in the house. They had the house blessed. They took it very very, very seriously. Lots of saging. And like you said, as far as he knows, it never happened again. Good for them for like taking his side and believing what he was saying. We've gotten multiple doppelganger stories before, but this one for some reason just... Oh my goodness. It's because the 
the teeth thing. That's what got me. It's like the gnashing of teeth. I feel like this is the first time we've heard about an extended conversation happening with a dog. Like usually people will see someone and they're like, wait a minute, grandma. It's always grandma. Think about it. What's a more wholesome way to come to like an 11 year old kid with grandma? Oh, and especially Joey's grandma because she was so sweet playing cards with him all the time. Oh, Oh, all right. Give them the email address again, man. We need Uh, more more doppelganger stories. Haunted AF podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's haunted AF podcast at gmail.com. The end of season four is rapidly approaching. And so we need all the good stuff that we can possibly get. By the way, another way you can support Haunted AF, here are more of the creepy stories. That's with our Patreon page. And it's five bucks a month. And you'll be helping us out so much. Yes. (laughs) Girls got to eat. Coming up next week. (laughs) We have another (laughs) Mothman sighting. I know again in Chicago. And thank you, Bruce Faulkner, for providing these. What's going on with the Mothman in Chicago right now? I don't know. I think it's Mothman mating season. (laughs) We need someone to draw this for us. Not dirty, okay? Not gross. We need need our animators to get to work on the Mothman mating season for us. And then uh, we've got a couple of scary stories out of Wales and the Republic of Ireland next week. Lots of delicious accents to try to decipher. And that's all coming up on the next Haunted AF. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your platform is that you love listening to. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, or you can chat with us directly on our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Got to say thanks to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we got to thank you, the listeners. Thanks for listening. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. Aww.